0: All right, here we go. Look at Talk, a new episode starts now. Welcome, one, welcome everybody to the Look at Talk podcast. Tonight, I am your man, V Jones, and tonight I am bringing you an exclusive round. Today, I go one on one with the lovely host of the Not Broke, not, excuse me, Not Perfect, Just Broke podcast, Vivi. How you doing tonight?
1: I am doing quite well. I know swiped is
0: not a word quite
1: well. How you doing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's good. How How's it going up there in New York?
1: Um, It's okay. Um, it's a little bit tense with this coronavirus situation. You know, I feel like I'm going to have to beat someone, punch someone in the mouth if they cough. But other than that, I'm doing <laughs> fine.
0: Uh, oh, hey, I'm going to need you not to be violent now because I, cause I had to go to work today. And then I find out, oh, that there was an outbreak in the county. I'm like... And I got it. And I find this out as soon as I pull up. It is like ridiculous. And do you work for like the city or construction? No, I work in the, I work in corporate America. I work oh, in the, okay. um, yeah, so I'm working in the office setting, you know, the cubicles and stuff. So
1: Okay. I'm, so that probably wouldn't be as bad since you guys are in a closed setting opposed to me. I work for um the state government and like my primary job is to do meetings and business meetings. So therefore, if there's like some form of lockup, I may have to leave my job because the thing is, I can't do job fairs and I'm not doing no business meetings with people if there's like a coronavirus here because I'm telling you, I'm punching someone in the face or I'm calling the cops on them if they start sneezing because the way my immune system is set up is weak.
0: I feel you on that. I feel you on that. <laughs> you bring that New York strength. I can hear it in your voice. You ready to knock somebody out. And baby, this health
1: insurance thing, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to really hold on to this immunity because I'm not trying to pay $100 for ibuprofen. So we going to, like, quarantine ourselves into further notice. And if I have to take that L and lose my job, luckily I save at least 70%
0: of my salary, then I'll do it. But I'm not going to risk my life. I, I totally feel you on that. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm taking the immunity system pills, boost my immune system. I, I totally feel you on that. And that's why I, t- I see all the people with their wipes and stuff, with the hand sanitizer. I'm like, yeah, y'all better keep that shit stocked up. You know, I went into Walmart the other day and all of the cleaning supplies were just empty. I'm like, damn. Niggas are taking this shit, seriously.
1: But not the soap. See, that's where I have a problem. All right. If I see the hand sanitizers and the wipes and the toilet paper going, I need to see some soap leaving. Because let me tell you something. I would rather someone wash their hands than for them to use sanitizer. Sanitizer is not supposed to be the primary use of cleaning. It's used as a substitution, and I wish people could understand that because I would be very scared if a doctor, after doing a surgery or checkup, uses Purell instead of washing his hands.
0: I definitely agree with you on that because many people don't realize that while they bind up this stuff, it was meant for to be the, um, just as a supplement, not not the primary source, you know what I'm saying, because, excuse me, that stuff actually can do harm to your skin long term if you exactly. keep using it
1: so. and people forget that, that the more you use Purell, the more it affects like the good bacteria in your hand.
0: Exactly. People don't realize that. So. Well, the thing like people
1: I- don't want to find out. And secondly, when people are fearful, um, usually the market gets like the most control. So, you know, the idiots are buying toilet paper. Makes me question what they were using before. And how that's going to stop the coronavirus. And then you also have people where it's like they're um, using Perel and stuff like that, but they're still dating people. And I'm just like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Because, you know,
0: it's also airborne. Exactly. <laughs> I-, I see all this stuff. And I'm like, you people, y'all don't, y'all really don't make sense. Because what also I also noticed is the same ones raising the fuss about it. The same ones scaring everybody are the ones making money off of it. And I'm like, Y'all are so exactly, stupid.
1: and that's why I recommend to a lot of people to not watch the news unless you guys need to know the weather or general. Because the media plays this like an instrument.
0: Yes, you they watch do. Watch the
1: media; it's always this havoc. Nothing's making sense. They're probably going to make you um, fear of someone's neighbor. You only watch it for simple things, but other than that, do your research. Because I'm very concerned that coronavirus is going to affect my electricity because the thing is, at this time, people don't make sense. <laughs> so somebody may be like, oh my God, oh my God, and shut out all the outlets because of fear. Fear is the worst thing to have when there's like some form of illness. Everyone needs to calm down and be strategic and stop taking all that toilet paper. I may need that next month.
0: For real. that That is so... You hit the head on the head. People need to do their homework for them damn selves and realize it's not, it's only affecting a certain amount of people because I see other amounts of people. It ain't really affecting them.
1: Exactly. For my research, they say that smokers, people who had prior um, respiratory problems, people that um, are more prone to get like colds and flus, people who are going through colds and flus and people who've been in contact with someone with the coronavirus. So out of all of that, the chance for you to interact with someone who has a coronavirus it's usually towards transportation someone in your house or working so that decreases the chances but people are not thinking this is why um, i was telling someone you're starting to hear fatalities but you're not hearing anyone who's cured of the coronavirus but there are people in america who've been cured but they're not talking about that in the media
0: yeah, because the media is doing, like you said, they're playing on people's fears and they, just so they, they can get that money out you, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Yeah. But what do you think of all the events getting canceled, the flights being, the prices for flights falling because of this virus? I'm like, wow.
1: I think it's a very good idea for them to do it. And I hope that millennials do not take this opportunity to travel. Because I feel like if you travel to certain countries, they may not have the um, certain medications, certain hospitals. So if someone has it, you may be prone to it. And then due to the fact that a lot of these places that are like good in tourism, like DR, Mexico, or even Europe, you may be having different people from different countries coming there, which increases the chances of you being sick. So I hope people are like thinking, and I hope... That like there's some form of understanding. Like, don't risk your life because of like fifty dollar trip. Like, don't do that, fam.
0: Yes, I'm saying saying that same thing to so them, Like, look, don't go to some of them countries that now. If you traveling in the country, like going to another city in, in America, I understand yeah. that, but you don't need to be going to no other co- no other country because you don't know what the hell they have. And the whole country Italy then the whole shut down. So I'm like. Y'all better not be trying to go to Italy, cause the whole damn country shut down. I even heard they done suspended mortgage payments in Italy. I
1: heard that too, and I like made like a meme um with the cat staring like over the um snow block, saying like, "The fuck is going on over
0: there?" <laughs> For real, I'm like, "Wow, y'all." Never. Can- Y'all canceling bills because of this shit? God damn. But you
1: know what? On that same note, I definitely do agree with America not doing this because the thing is people do not know how to act in America. I mean, this kind of makes me think about um, Y2K, where like people thought the world was ending because of the computers. And then in 2005, where we had that issue with the Aztec calendar ending at a certain year people do not know how to act when they're erratic. And unfortunately, people do not use the internet. So in a way, we need certain things to continue for our market to be fine. And then for people to be busy. Because even as I'm like speaking to you, I heard like a whole bunch of teenagers outside. And I was like, oh, no, baby, what is you doing? Like, oh, no, I don't want this to be like two weeks, three weeks, you guys are off and stuff. No, we need schools because these people are going to act erratic and there's going to be looting. It's like, no, let let people to work with cough masks.
0: Yeah. Or if it's really that bad, let people, allow people to work from home and give the people the resources to work from home if it's really that serious because I saw my alma mater, um, Florida A&M, they, they've suspended um, classes online on not classes online, but classes in, um, on campus to where now all classes are being done online. So I'm like, people need to have the resources to um just do it online.
1: I can see that. But also, you have to think about certain bureaucratic rules and things like that. And then there's also teachers that get paid. Some of them already have like preparation. There are people that are not good with computers. So you have to think about things like that because at first I was like, oh, just change it online. But I do understand that. And then I also do understand that there are students who are not from America. So when you That's automatically true. kick people out and now you're thinking about the increase of homelessness. And it's just like, ugh. and I hate to say it, but I'm very happy that this is happening in March opposed to it happening in November and September where it's cold.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's if true. it was cold, it, it would
1: definitely increase. But yes, and getting bless, warmer, and bless people are sweating, people are walking around and stuff. People don't have to um, take cars and taxis, so I'm happy about that.
0: Yes, I definitely agree with that. Because also, and also it's the holiday season in that time from November, December. You don't have mad people traveling. So right. and that disease is more chances for you to get it. Well, we could spend all night talking about the damn coronavirus. But, you know, we that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about your podcast and your journey and stuff. So let's get on ahead and get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know by now, you are listening to Look A Talk. Go ahead and subscribe if you haven't done so on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Radio, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts at. And let's go ahead and continue with my guest, Vivi. So tell me, Vivi, tell me a little bit about the Not the not Perfect Just Broke podcast. How did you come up with that concept? <laughs> well,
1: the Not Perfect Just Broke podcast is a podcast for the struggling millennial. I'm a solo host. And basically, the Not Perfect Just um, Broke term came from my idea that a lot of people think that by someone being rich... It means that that person has more credibility than someone who broke. And also that also we're taught within a capitalist society that if you don't, if you cannot prove your knowledge in a monetary way, you have no value to yourself. So I started this podcast in September 2019. And so far it has just been increasing daily and I'm definitely planning to make this a business. So I'm definitely connecting with companies and corporations because not only do I want to make this a podcast for the struggling millennial, I want to work to create a foundation or create a platform for communities such as millennials my age and also kind of make a humorous perspective on the millennial generation because I'm tired of seeing people who are like in their 80s and their 50s speaking for the millennial generation.
0: Yes. Yes, I definitely agree with you on that. It's like so many people want to relate, feel like they can relate because they're 50s and stuff because they've already been through it. No, just things are much different now. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely agree with you on that. So what made you want to start this podcast? back in September of 2019 well
1: I thought about it while I was at work and the thing is that ever since I've been young people always told me that I have a radio personality and someone just needs to record my thoughts because whenever I told someone a story they would just be like yo if you just do a show it's gonna be crazy so as I was like bored in my job I literally just said like not perfect just broke and I was just laughing to myself and I was like oh that shit sounds funny and I like drew the logo on a sticky paper
0: and then I just started it. <laughs> hey, that's good. That's good. No, so I can definitely I definitely relate to that how we got started. So I definitely feel you on that. And today, what would what you say was your favorite episode so far?
1: <laughs> I have so many favorite episodes because I'm that type of person that I say things based off of my current feelings. So sometimes when I hear stuff, I'll be like, oh goddamn. Um, I can say off of the top of my head, dating apps, which was I think season one, episode two, which spoke about my experience um using online dating and like the different types of people that I would meet.
0: Yeah. Hey, don't hey, don't feel bad about the dating app thing because I'm down here in Florida. Sometimes I use them my, I just be like, what the fuck? So, so I feel y'all feel you on that pain, you know what I'm saying? So, what episode? Would you look back and you say, damn, I done came a long way from this episode?
1: I can say that there's one episode that I refuse to listen to because I'm going to get emotional because I kind of like spoke. I, it's like I listen to it and it's like I'm making it into existence is the first episode, which is called The Manifestation, where I talk about my current situation and what I want to see from myself within a few months to a year.
0: Wow, that's real right there. I, I definitely I definitely feel like people need to manifest things and just speak them to existence and not, and put the work in to make them things happen. I definitely feel you on that. So what are some of the other podcasts you find yourself listening to besides your podcast? And look-as-out? Okay,
1: so I listen to my enemy, um, Raw and Uncut podcast, um, Akeem. Uh, I listen to my Pallies at Off the Record podcast. I also listen to Cut Cut from the Cut podcast cast and then who else I listen to someone oh damn I forgot and the random thought in casual calm, I listen to a lot of people
0: <laughs> that's real that's, that's because cool. I have I that type of personality a
1: of where it's just like I need colorful thoughts I just can't listen to someone that just gives me one topic if that makes sense like, I need different variations. I need someone who speaks about finance. I need someone that speaks in a male perspective. I need someone that talks about BDSM and, like, corporate and work inequality. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like those are the type of things that kind of gives your mind the pleasure that it needs.
0: Wow, that's real. Now, on your last episode, you mentioned something about uh, about all the podcasts everywhere. So do you feel like we get to a point where there's just too many podcasts or is the variety good? I think that we're getting to the point where a lot of people
1: are creating podcasts in which that they're not going to continue. That is an issue, but also that is a compliment because what it's doing, it's increasing the notoriety for podcasts. So as I said on my episode called Everyone Has a Podcast, I compared it to the YouTube increase. How YouTube began as something very small, something where, you know, people who didn't really want to talk or people that wanted to give mini tutorials did. But then after a while, they had like this huge YouTube surge where Everybody and their mama wanted to create a video to get rich and to be acknowledged. Does that stop people from being millionaires? No. But what YouTube did, they basically created a monetary cap. This is where YouTube Red comes from, where instead of paying the individual with the video, some of them pay YouTube Red or automatically advertisements come there, even though they're not getting paid by that YouTuber. So there's going to be some form of limitation in the future, but the key to having an ongoing podcast is consistency and also substance.
0: That's real. So what? how have you managed to keep the consistency and substance with your podcast?
1: I can say it's because, one, I'm quirky. Two, um, I can say it has a lot to do with strategy. I'm always thinking of topics I'm a person that definitely speaks to myself in my mind, because before this and before the current job that I hate that I'm working in, I used to be a writer for the Huffington Post. So I've always been a person that just like can randomly write 10 pages when I'm bored. So that's how I usually do it. And then like from there, I'll like, I will stop like, for example, I'll stop reading it and then Within days, I will read it and I'll ask myself, would I even care to click on this?
0: Mm. Wow, that's, that's that's real. So, tell me something that, that you feel like nobody, you said on your podcast that almost nobody agrees with you on.
1: There, there's a few, but I don't know. The first one I can think about, which people are just like Jesus Christ, is that my vagina does not discriminate on the first episode. All this vaginas, United Nations. And I started naming different people. I was like, Uru Tukul from Nigeria, Vatislav B- 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 from Russia. And I was like, listen, if you see me with someone that's a different color, don't judge me. If you see me with someone the same color, j- just still don't judge me. Okay, let me do my business. Um, also, another thing was that me dating someone who's like at a higher level of me. So probably a millionaire or someone older than me. There are people where it's like, are you a sugar baby? And I'm like, hell yeah, you see this economy? I'm trying to get my mortgage.
0: <laughs> At this point, honestly, I can't even blame you because shit, the way this thing's coming going, um, I couldn't even blame blame you if you wanted to be with some rich millionaire or whatever, but I uh, so anyway, moving <laughs> on. What's you know the name of the podcast is called Looker Talk, right? So um what's your favorite look of the drink?
1: I like Pour rum and whiskey.
0: Ooh, whiskey. <laughs> hey, I feel you. Hey, I was just on some whiskey a couple of weeks ago when I was before this whole damn coronavirus shit. I got I caught the common cold and that whiskey. That that good old whiskey knocked it right out.
1: Yes. I don't know if it's a black thing, but like black people, we just know like certain remedies. And it's like, we don't even have to be of the certain culture, but we do use rum and whiskey for remedies and ginger ale and yes, lemon yes. and honey. And it's like, when I tell other cultures, they'd be like, you do what? And it's like, oh, so this is, this is a secrecy thing. I shouldn't be telling y'all this.
0: <laughs> of course. Cause all the cultures, they gonna look at you like you are stupid. And they're going to expect, because they expect to go to the doctors and stuff, but what they don't understand is, we learned the remedies because our because of our ancestors. And plus, hospitals don't be trying to cure black folks. Let's just be real about it. I think I'll give like a general
1: um, political comment on that. When it pertains to medical facility, it's an ongoing business. If no one is sick, they're not going to get paid. I'll just... That's real. So therefore in certain um areas, they're not looking to cure you. They're looking for you to come back. That's why antibi- antibiotics is always temporary. That's why my grandma used to hate going to the hospital because she's like, Whatever they fix is gonna come back. So let me put my tea leaves, let me detox myself so I don't have to go there anymore.
0: Yeah, and that's why and honestly, that's why a lot of women don't understand why some, some of us brothers don't like to go to the doctors, because it's like they're not going to tell you everything that's wrong with you because we understand that sometimes they're going to want to find something else wrong. Exactly.
1: I, I, I actually like compare it to a mechanic. (laughs) 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 Like they're going to fix the brake, but they gonna fuck up the engine somehow or your starter is going to be messed up. You just feel like, yo, I spent $500. What's going on?
0: Right. That's real. Um, so moving on back to you, um, Tell me, what do you see for the future um, when it comes to this podcast?
1: I see myself making this a business in which I'm able to connect with um, corporations, such as, I'm going to say it, a few of them, Sprite, Canada Dry, and um, BET. Um, I also see this as um, something in which I can speak to people on the political level when it pertains to speaking to millennials and how to communicate with people of a certain demographic. And as I said before, I want to basically target it towards um, certain communities. I feel like it's very important for millennials to start focusing on the next generation. So instead of us being self-absorbed, we need to definitely be involved in school and fundraising and stuff because we cannot be the generation that says that we know it all, we want to relax, and then we're not going to help
0: the next generation because they're going to get lazy. Yes, that, that's definitely true, because I can see it now. Some of the next generation, that they have all the technology. Right. So they got to really establish that within the, if they see us working then they don't want to go get it themselves. So I definitely feel you on that. Now, what is something you wish you would have knew about podcasting before you actually got started?
1: I would say one thing that I wish I knew about podcasting before I got started was how much time that it takes. You know, whenever I listen to podcasts um, before, I usually assume that it was the day of, but then I realized that there are people that do the day of, and then there are people who do weeks after And I saw the difference where it was like the day of it would be unedited. I would hear somebody chewing gum and drinking versus the people that did it like weeks after it would just be like, wow, I want, I want to be like that. And then I also wish that I knew about how sponsors pick certain um, people because I didn't know how hard it was as an African-American woman to see certain sponsors go after certain demographics because it fit well with their general Im- imagery and then how they would avoid certain people because it just wouldn't fit.
0: Wow, that I, I definitely agree with you on I, really, I wish there were some things I wish I would know that too. So I'm right there with you. So we're going to have to have some more talks after after we get done, you know what I'm saying? So now <clears throat> moving on, now, what was, who was your favorite guest to have on and what? <laughs> my,
1: um, my enemy for eternity, um, no, actually I actually have two, so I have, like, two enemies, so my first one is, um, Brandon Palmer, who is an American comedian, and he also has a podcast named The Brandom God, and Raw Raw, which is, like, a team from the Raw and Uncut podcast, and the reason why I like both of them was because they disagreed with me, but we were able to have functional conversations. So there are times that I like to bring people in that intentionally disagree with me, but we made it so comical to the point. It's just like, I appreciate people like that because in this current climate, people have this thing that if they disagree with someone, they can no longer coincide with that person or coexist, excuse me.
0: Yes, I, I definitely agree with that. And it's just because people... I, I, I've worked with that too now. and that's something I just I just don't understand it's like just because somebody doesn't agree with you that don't mean you can't just say fuck you to them right. like, you never know when you're going to need them right person.
1: and the thing is you should never associate with everyone who's just like you because that's going to bring you to the same results you got to bring someone that one is good at math that one thinks this way that one may be good in building so when you need someone that is experienced on that level they can bring a different aspect but don't you realize when you hang out with the people with the same mentality for example i'll give you a quick one every time you see women that say that i hate men and such like that they're always single and i just be like damn girl if you hung out with like a few married chicks a few women in a relationship maybe you can get someone that you wouldn't hate
0: oh that's real that's definitely real um now, what would you say was your greatest failure and how did you come back from that failure? Ooh.
1: Oh, I, I I, wasn't ready for this question, man. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I don't know what is my greatest failure because I failed a lot of times. I would probably say doubting myself due to the fact that I come from a family in which they are they have this understanding that what is the popular reasoning is the right thing i was always taught that if i'm not doing what's popular it's automatically wrong so i can say that the times that i've doubted myself it was horrible because the thing is yes in certain circumstances you need to be different from other people
0: Hmm. um I, I feel you all day you know what i'm saying um that that's that's weird that they want to have this thing where was popular is on, but sometimes you gotta be the leader. They don't understand that sometimes you gotta stand out from the crowd. There are times where you need to follow, and then there's times you have to leave. So and I hope you're the one that breaks that trend. Definitely,
1: and I can just um say one, you know, I can say that ever since I was born, you know, people used to be turned off by my personality and they would try to teach me, like, oh, don't don't be so quirky, don't be so smiley, don't be so funny, be serious and stuff like that. And then look look at my, I'm sorry, look at me. I'm doing this podcast with my corporate personality. I'm able to engage with people. The reason why I'm working for the New York state government is because I'm able to speak on behalf of them, opposed to other workers. It's just like, nah, we don't want them, but we want Vivi to speak because she's able to conform to people's personality. So I can say that, I wouldn't say that's a failure, but that's something that that's been the common denominator where people like insult me for my personality, but my personality has always
0: benefited me. Listen, I, I, you gotta get to the point where you don't give a damn what nobody says about your personality because all these podcasts out here, your personality is needed. And that's why I tell people all the time, you can't never let somebody change you. You are who you are and people are going to accept you. The one if they don't, oh, well, there's somebody else that's going to accept you. So that's just the way it is. When it comes to that. So what is some of the people, who are some of the people that are open doors for you that you, who you follow their footsteps? In what?
1: In what sector?
0: And like, i say podcasting or, or in everyday life.
1: Uh, I don't really have a specific person. I can just say that anyone who's followed their dreams or who have made a disability or a disadvantage their career. Because I find that there, we're taught that, oh, if you're good at something, educationally, you should go after it. So if you're good at math, you should be accounting. But I definitely like it when people like, for example, who have OCDs, like, you know, start a cleaning company or start like a library or someone with a speech impediment starts doing motivational speaking or they have a speech program. Because those are the people that, are not only helping the present, but they're also helping the future.
0: That's real. Now, I saw some some, um, myths about New York. So why do so many New Yorkers love to flock to Florida? I
1: don't know.
0: I I can't relate. (laughs) (laughs) No, because the thing is, I could be riding through Florida during certain times. i will be seeing all these New York tags, and especially at sporting events, where New York team is in town, you'll see a whole bunch of New Yorkers all coming out. I'm like, what is y'all infatuation with Florida? That's what I always- I don't think it's so
1: much infatuation with Florida. I think that that's the only place besides California that's next to the water that has beaches. Also, it's a great port. You know, usually if you get those one-stop travels to the Caribbean, they always go to Miami. Secondly, before Dubai, there was Miami so one of the things that i've realized is that when people go to miami there's a lot of diversity there's a lot of tropical people like the energy is always nice there like i can't imagine someone going to texas instead of miami and getting that same results if anything i'm scared to go to texas i would rather go to miami
0: (laughs) wait why are you scared to go to texas you know why
1: because as a new yorker whenever i see texas i see um People who don't want to see me, or I see Meg The, Stylin, Ma- Meg the Stallion, Meg I see two different extremes, so I'm just like, I don't know what neighborhood <laughs> to go to.
0: Look, look, we'll go to Texas. We'll go to Texas. <laughs> Texas. <laughs> <ask> <laughs> okay, now tell me this: What is the best place in New York to get some cheesecake? Is it
1: still Junior's? I have To Junior's, um, I would say just go to your bodega. When it pertains to New York City, the best food to get is anything that's illegal. So they're not supposed to be cooking in the food.
0: Is- <laughs> oh, so you want to go to the ones that, that, that ain't supposed yeah, to be Yeah, in-
1: or it's like someone that can't speak English. So if you got to say poppy and you see that saison or you see them onions, then yeah, the food is gonna be good, but don't go to places like Juniors. You know why? Because one, it's usually like refrigerated or frozen meat, and not a lot of people deal with Juniors anymore. Not even for the cheesecake.
0: So, yeah. Wow. So, Juniors don't feel like. See, that tell you how much about New York I know. Because when I was like younger, my grandmother she would order a Junior's cheesecake off QVC. She I'm like, oh. QVC. but that's been oh, years. Rich. <laughs>
1: <laughs> shipping and handling! <laughs> oh my
0: god. See, this was—I I think this was back early 2000s okay. when she was doing this. But so back when, back when it was, wasn't that expensive now. But I couldn't imagine ordering anything from Junior. It's not worth now. it.
1: I don't see anybody like going crazy. Like the only time I hear people reference Junior is when they talk about making the band. But other than that, ain't nobody going to Junior's.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that. Now that I've covered a little bit about New York culture and a little bit what's going on, now we're going to run some topics back from from our previous podcast. So we'll start with Look and Talk. The last main thing we dealt with was traveling tips, uh, because I feel like we did show on traveling tips because everybody was like talking about traveling, and there were some dudes and don'ts of traveling, so... What do you think? What are some do's and the don'ts of traveling?
1: Well, the do's is make sure that you have an agenda whenever you travel. You should not just travel with this thinking of doing whatever because there's certain neighborhoods. There's certain culture aspects that you have to be mindful and also curfews and gangs. Um, Also... Safety. Safety is always a priority for me. So I always make sure wherever I'm traveling, it's a place in which I'm going to get my Wi-Fi. There's going to be a phone. There's some form of security. Um, I can say the don't is not everyone you speak to on vacation is your friend. And also there should be no reason to why a stranger should be in your room or you should share an elevator with someone. Like I was very much that person where it was like if a man was in the elevator with me or if he was talking to me, he can, I would never go to my hotel until he left that whole area. Because the thing is, there are people who go after women who are by themselves and also hotel workers who go after women who are by themselves.
0: Wow. I Now, I've never put that much thought into you know what I'm saying? Well, maybe because I'm a man, but hey, I've heard some countries, they be doing some great crazy shit to men too, you know what I'm saying? And I've like I've never like thought to not think that way. So it's like the next time I do travel with a lady, I'm just going to have to make sure she's protected, have to be her protector at all times, you know, because people are crazy. Of course, I crazy. but I
1: feel like when it's a couple, it's very different because people see you. That's one thing I realized. That's why I prefer resorts because workers see when you're single and when you're in a relationship. So usually when they see you once with that dude, they automatically think that's a forever person. That's not an on and off person. They're not going to break up during this vacation. So even when you see her by herself, he's probably in the background watching. Opposed to like single women Like, for example, I had a guy that wherever I told him I was going, he would just be there because he knew that there was no one else with me. So I feel like if you go as a couple, it's not a problem. But I'm going to also add this being solo in black. There's an extra oomph to it. Because if something happens to you, they may not be quick to report it. So that's why I'm like extra apprehensive with certain people, because. Yes, someone who doesn't look like me may be more likely to be like, oh, she's been missing. We're going to shut the whole state down, whole country down. If I go missing, I don't even think that they're going to put their hand in the water. they just going to look at the sea and be like, I don't see no nothing coming out. I don't see an afro. She's gone.
0: Yeah, I feel you on that. And I'm sorry that you women have to go through that, you know what I'm saying? It's sad that you guys can't travel in places by yourselves, without people trying to attack y'all, and nobody is stepping up to the plate trying to report it, and I I do think that's just that's just pathetic that yeah. you guys have to go to go through with that. So on your vacation, think back to your vacations. Where was your favorite place to travel? Your favorite I would vacation? say DR. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: maybe because I'm Haitian, so they're next door. So me going to DR was literally just going to like a brother's house. Like, they were, like, really cool, and they make great food.
0: Really? Wow. <laughs> wow. You know, I said, well, once all this coronavirus mess calms down, people take a trip to the Dominican Republic, ladies and gentlemen. So, do you think podcasting can be an alternative form of communication for millennials?
1: Um, I would say, oh, no,
0: it definitely is an alternative
1: form of communication to millennials, because we are on this age of like overly being in social media. So there are people who rather text their boyfriend, text their family members, and anyone that they're cool with on messaging opposed to phones. So that leaves that lost yeah. thing. Because the thing is, when it pertains to humans, interaction is what keeps us sane. Even when people say that they're an introvert, they're always speaking to someone. It doesn't matter if they're speaking to themselves, they're speaking to someone. It's a normal thing. So with podcasting, podcasting, you're able to listen and converse with someone and shut it off when you're done. So it is actually therapeutic and it's actually a form of
0: meditation. Yeah, I definitely agree. I can honestly say like once I've started, started podcasting, it was just my way of just to distress and decompose, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, I find it therapeutic to get to know one another. And also the part about podcasting, i like, I get the, like the Network with other people outside of my state because New York. I didn't now. You're the first person I've done a show with from New York. I mean, I've done shows with people from Philly and Texas. Got some lined up in California. I could say that podcasting is very therapeutic, and we all have our vices. So, and um, so how do you think podcasting is going to grow in the next couple of years?
1: Years, I don't know. I would say within a year that. Everyone and their mama is going to have a podcast, but I can say, let me be real, within six months, because within years, everything can change. They can actually shut off podcasting or make it to visual podcasting, where people do it YouTube and then also do voiceovers. I think within six months, you're going to see a lot of people who started podcasting give up because they think that as soon as they start podcasting, they're going to get money. And they understand. Yeah. the engagement. There are people, people that don't... think that just a lot of followers that means that they're going to have a lot of listeners. That is untrue. You can actually have 300 followers and have thousands of listeners. So there are people that don't want to do the analytics, the math, the engagement aspect. So people are going to be very discouraged within a few months.
0: Listen, I I'll tell people all the time, don't you look at them numbers. Just work, focus on honing your craft because take a look at them numbers; they will humble you real numbers. quick. It's like, and sometimes it'll it'll humble some and encourage others. Podcasts or the social the real media, ones, both the podcast and social media, we
1: both look on it. You should never be, you should never neglect that because when you neglect that, you neglect things that people are more willing to listen to versus what they're not. And then also there are certain situations such as mine in January, I got podcast listeners currently now from Asia, Australia, France, London, and Haiti. So therefore, I'm mindful that there are people that speak a different language. So there are times that whenever I do my ads, I do it in three different languages. Or I'll get messages with people from Indonesia where it's just like, what's a simp? And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) Now I'm like trying to explain to someone who knows English but doesn't know the urban aspects of life about simps. That is because I look at my stats. If you don't look at your stats, you're going to be talking to yourself. And I see that with certain podcasters where it's like they're digging their nose and they're speaking for 50 minutes and they're like, okay, I'm going to make another one. It's just like, baby, them same them same 12 people are going to listen to you each and every day, but it's not going to increase.
0: Mm, that, that's good. I didn't know that. No, you put me on game right there. I, I really honestly didn't know that, you know, because I was worried. I was just thinking about perfecting my craft and then going from there. But we will, like I said, we'll we have some talking because uh, we got yes. to network at the dish, you know what I'm saying? But yes. we're going to move to some things that I recently talked about on Liquor Talk. What do you think of this cancel culture of everybody so quick to cancel somebody?
1: Well, give me an example of someone who's been recently canceled.
0: Now, I don't know any examples off the top of my head, but like say somebody says something dumb on social media
1: automatically they just get canceled i don't really know because the thing is there's been so many people who've been canceled (laughs) within the past two years where it's like i don't even know why the person's canceled now when people cancel individuals because of abusive claims then i agree with it because i find that there can be so many times that someone can deal with it like for example r kelly's canceled that is something that I agree with. I feel like R. Kelly should have been canceled in the 90s, but due to the fact of Black guilt and we wanted, and we didn't want to let a talented entertainer down, everyone was just like denying it, even though it was right there in our face. I agree with that. Now, when people have the cancel culture of whenever someone, for example, I remember a politician talking about police brutality, and sometimes it's the suspect's fault because instead of them speaking to the cops calmly they're being aggressive now that is an example of yeah that person's probably going to be canceled or maybe fired because of discriminatory claims i would say it's a very hypersensitive culture but my thing is that we need to embrace certain topics because at the end of the day we can't do right by talking about the same thing
0: That's true. That's, that's true. We've got to embrace and grow with it and um, definitely have to do that. And what do you do you think a man venting to a woman is a compliment? Why do someone that shit ain't take no that compliment. a compliment? Don't call
1: me ranting about your life. I, I ain't no therapist.
0: <laughs> Damn. <laughs> At least you're honest about it because... Some, some would be like, oh my God, he vented to me. I'm like, let me tell you something. Why
1: if you vented to me, I'm trying to get in that draws if I'm listening. Because I'm not going to do it for like, oh, we for, no. If you vented to me, I'm most likely want to hit it. And I'm just like, uh huh, that's how you feel? Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> but like being serious, yeah, there's times where men do vent to me, and I definitely am a listening ear. Because specifically, I'm going to say it, Black men do not have a window to express themselves. So whenever one wants to speak to me pertaining to being sad or something, when it pertains to family or money stressors, I will definitely listen to them. Because at the end of the day, specifically with Black men, they don't tell everyone how they're feeling. So some of them, they'll smile on their face, but then they want to tell that one specific person. So then that's when I open myself up.
0: Man, you are so real for realizing that because some of your women don't realize that and then you get some that will that will use your vent, will say something you vent about one day, they will use that as ammunition. And I call that toxic
1: femininity because I've never done that with a guy. Whenever a guy tells me something, like for example, someone told me that they had an issue with their father or they have a trigger. I'm not going to milk that. That's That's something where I think is traumatizing to someone.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, what I'm saying you can't go back to what some something, something that's traumatizing. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying this talk, ladies and gentlemen. This is the liquor talk exclusive round where the boss man V goes one on one with a guest, and today our guest is coming from the great state of New York. VV, like I said, I want to thank you for coming through, uh, coming through, and having me on, and um. What do you think of the state of dating the dating then the culture of dating right now? Dating
1: is for the matter of convenience. Now I think the state of dating is just going downhill from here because instead of people trying to get to know people, they are more focused on what the person can do for them. This is why you're starting to hear men say this test drive where it's like they have to test drive test drive a woman before they romance them or she doesn't even earn a dinner and vice versa with a woman. So I think it's one of those things where in my advice, people need to stop dating apps because I feel like dating apps is making everything very much toxic and convenient. And then also dating apps is kind of like a form of social media where people can fake their appearances. And I think people need to start speaking to people in public old school. Because the majority of people I met dating online, something was mentally wrong with them. And it would be scary because these people would be CEOs or professionals. And I'm just like, you're yelling at me because I ordered the steak or I didn't kiss you. Or like you dropped me off at the train station because I didn't want to have sex with you. Like It is crazy the people I've encountered where I was just like, oh, no, baby, something's wrong with you.
0: Damn, you might need your man from downtown because that's that's just crazy. I'm 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 listening to you talk like I'm like, damn, that is just crazy because I've never had the experience where I've expected something out of a date. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, I just expect good time, get to know somebody, and if it goes if it goes well, great, and if not, definitely.
1: Oh, well, and the it's difference between um, but like I would say, the East Coast and when it pertains to the South. New York City, it's a very fast paced type of environment. So the number one thing is a lot of people are dealing with stress here. That's why like whenever you go to New York City, people have that kind of funny thing where it's like, oh, it's the New York attitude. It's because a lot of people are stressed. We're dealing with traffic and to keep ourselves sane, we tend to ignore certain things. So we can have a homeless person peeing right in front of us and we just going to look down listening to our headphones because we still need to take the train to go home. So I feel like when that translates to dating, you tend to be like, all right, hurry up and get to the point. <laughs> As opposed to the South, I'm sure the South it may have its, you know, their disadvantages, but I'm a hundred percent sure it's more calmer. I mean, when I went to Florida or when I went to Arizona, the number one thing that people kept on telling me is that, why are you walking so fast? And I'm like, cause I gotta go. <laughs> Like, no, you ain't got to be running like that here. And I'm just like, in New York City, that would be considered me going slow, because everything's fast paced, just get to the point. And another thing about dating in New York City, a lot of people refuse to date people that is like, past five miles away from them. So if you live in Long Island in Manhattan, it's most likely not going to work out because people are too lazy to travel.
0: Damn, <laughs> that's crazy because I've dated people that stay 30 and 40 minutes away. But then exactly. A, a lot have of people don't have cars in New York City. With, so I can... Yeah, don't. And the reason that a lot of people don't have cars is because it's so expensive to have one in New York and to where it's just geared to, you're better off just taking the uh, subway. It's not expensive to have it, it's stuff. just
1: expensive for parking. We have something called alternate parking side. So, you would have to switch sides or switch blocks. And then if you don't, you get a $150 ticket. And then also it's actually faster for you to take a train and buses. So even though I do have a car, the reason why I have it is because I live in the suburbs.
0: Oh, got you, got you, got you. So was one of those cases where you just drive your car to the train station and just park, I guess, or... Yeah, cause I remember we had to do that um, when I when uh, I knew somebody lived in Atlanta for a couple of years. We just park a car somewhere at the train station and just just take the train there get work get into town because it's just so much quicker. So it is crazy. It has. I feel like every place has its good and bad because. I mean, y'all might talk about the sounds, but we we still got our right. issues down here too. Like so
1: certain places, like in Texas or Mississippi, I'm sorry. Like whenever I see like those scary movies or certain people talking, I'm just like, yo, they're not gonna find me. And it's like I'm trying to suck it up and go to those areas, Listen. but baby, when I see some of them things happening, I'll be like, uh. Uh-uh.
0: Listen, I feel you on that, which is why there's some cities in Florida. I would I would take the interstate through them and try to get try to get through them without speeding because I know they real bad. And also I would not stop in stopping them little small towns because there's some places certain places in Florida you just don't want to be at after a certain time period. Now <clears throat> it's crazy. It's crazy we're in 2020. Of course. That question, Black folks still deal are with you that. from it's, Florida? Yeah. Are you from Florida? Huh? What's that? Where does the yes, accent come from? I've never
1: heard of a Florida person with that accent.
0: I'm born and raised in Florida. Oh, okay, because you're giving places. me like Alabama,
1: Tennessee. I've never heard a really? person wow. from Florida have a southern accent. They usually have a plain accent. You know what? I'm definitely going to post that on Twitter. Cause I thought that you were from
0: like wow. Texas or I Alabama never, or Mississippi, something that like before. that. Wow, I've never, I've never gotten that before. Um, I guess maybe because I lived in like different places. I lived in North Carolina, Georgia, Texas for a little point in time, and I went to college in like North Florida, which is um, because FAMU is located in Tallahassee, and North Florida okay. is very southern. Yeah, North North Florida is very Southern. Central Florida is Central and South Florida. That's where you get your culture at because people are like all up in Orlando, Tampa, Miami. It's very cultural, you know what I'm saying? But like North Florida is straight country outside okay. of Tallahassee and Jacksonville. <laughs> now, <laughs> I, like, that's the first time I've got that. Now, moving on to a topic that you have for your future shows, What is the problem? What do you think the problem is with dating somebody with a child?
1: I don't think there is specifically an issue with dating someone with a child. I just think one of the things that you are going to have to encounter when you're dating with someone with a child is that child's parent, which is the mother, their family, and then two, you having to be a substitute parent. And I think that those type of two things kind of makes things very high pressured and something very uncomfortable. Like I say that if you don't want to be a parent, you shouldn't date someone with children. And the thing is there are women that are very abrasive to their baby daddies or very petty. So it's one of those things where you can be crossing a boundary. And even though you have a good relationship with that man, just because of how that woman feels you may not be comfortable. And I feel like that's the reason why I'm very hesitant to dating a man with child because not only is he looking for a woman, he's looking for a possible mother of that child.
0: Yeah, that's real now. Why do some? Why do you feel like so much now? If I would now, if a man were to say that, why do you think so much men catch so much crap for saying something like that? Because I've seen it where women would just totally get mad if a man just said, "I don't want to date a woman with a child." they would, they was would, they would call him everything but the child of God. It's like why why is that society? Why is that? I don't know today's society? specifically
1: because I don't want to speak on behalf of another gender because there may be disadvantages and advantages. But I know that one of the disadvantages is that men don't, men don't want certain men don't want to deal with a woman who already has a child, for the sake of their ego, they want to be the first. This is why you'll see certain men that don't want to talk about certain things, such as like, oh, how many things, how many people you've been intimate with. Da da da. It's like no, in their mind, when they're with you, they're the only person. They don't want to think about anything else. And I think, like, really, that's it. I feel like men go really deep where it's just like, oh, she may be a thought or something like that, or she may be after my money, but I don't know.
0: Now, I understand, because on my standpoint, I've encountered women with kids, and I would say it just depends on the one, the the, um, specific one, because some of them, some of them can be cool, but then some of them can be straight-up assholes about it. They'll be, like, on day one, they'll be trying to tell you all about their kids and stuff. I'm like, I didn't come on this date to hear about your kids off-rip. I'm expecting to hear about you, your struggle, your journey, so I can figure out how to love you because you you can't love everybody the same way. But, you, but then you do get something that's cool, and I will say, you may want to watch, pay attention to yeah. how they treat their babies, their baby's parent, because that's yeah. probably how they're going to treat right. you. And if that they get is mad definitely turning off with
1: certain men who've had children, where it's like, they treat me right, but then, oh, this bitch talking, oh, the fuck are they? And it's just like, mm, oh, that's just her, though. And I'm like, I do understand that, because there are some toxic baby mamas who make it almost like a puzzle for them to spend time with their children. But however, it's all about the way you deal with it. Because in the end of the day, I cannot stand to hear a man that I'm interested in talk ill and disrespectful of a woman. Just as I would expect a man to judge me vice versa. If I'm talking crap about a guy, I would expect them to be like, wait, are you gonna talk to me like that?
0: Yes, that that's definitely right. I'm glad you see that because it's like we we, we pay attention to things like the women that be on social media bashing them. Oh niggas ain't shit. Do this, but yeah, you, yeah, but yeah, you stuck this club trying to get this man to buy you a drink. Yeah, <laughs> like we didn't see you going off. Yeah, yeah, we pay attention to them things. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's all, it's all like a numbers game. We definitely pay attention to those things. So, so what was your final? What What do you want people in the end to get from your podcast whenever I can they listen say to that servers?
1: Stress is normal but it doesn't mean that your whole life has to be a struggle. I can say that that's one thing I want people to learn from my podcast, because specifically in the Western society, and I'm sure other places, but I can speak on behalf of America because I know how the society and the economy is. We're obsessed with promotions, trying to be the best and we normalize stress. So it's okay to lose family time because of profession. It's okay for you to lose sleep. And I want people to know that whatever you're de- dealing with, even though it may help you, don't put yourself in a position where you're going to be unhealthy trying to benefit someone else. You consider yourself a priority.
0: Hey, that's real. That's definitely real. Well, now, where can, can people find, find your podcast? Basically
1: everywhere, then? with the exception of Anchor. I may have to like speak to Anchor about that, but you can find me on Spotify, iTunes. Oh, I got like iHeart Radio. I got a little bit of like, what's what's her name, Alexa. I got Buzzsprout. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you type "not perfect just broke," you're gonna see me. But yes. I'm in a lot of areas. I can say probably 14 out of 18 sites.
0: That's real. And like I said, I do want to thank you for taking the time this evening and for getting back with me so fast because I really just appreciate that because some people you bear it's you know what I'm saying they're not professional, and like I said, I'm grateful to have you on look at talk you know what I'm saying, and when you're ready for me to come on your platform, I definitely will and um when I do come up to New Yay. York, I'll definitely be looking for you you know what I'm saying thank you all thank you all for listening this has been the liquor talk podcast this has been the exclusive round for any feedback just holler at us on look at talk podcast on instagram